0: Straighten your legs, step them to the top of the mat, lie flat. So just settle into the mat here, feeling the support of the ground underneath you, gravity above you. Noticing the difference between tension that serves you and tension that does not. No effort needed. The body at rest. See if you can stay with that moment of stillness. Shavasana.
1: Shavasana, the final pose in yoga the body at full rest, the corpse pose. Savashana
2: is a great example of an in-between place. Philosophers call it the liminal space, an inner state and sometimes an outer situation where we begin to act in new ways. A transition perhaps, where we are neither certain or in control. But we feel somehow, somewhere, something incredible is waiting to be known. Like the moment between dreaming and being fully awake, like the COVID-19 lockdown, like having cancer.
1: Welcome to Episode 3 of Celebrating Adversity, a podcast for people living with cancer. Episode 3 is a joyful conversation with two friends from Toronto. Jonathan Fair, yoga instructor and co-founder of Fair Yoga, and Su-Young Chun, chief compliance officer at Bayfair, co-founder and chair of the nonprofit Key Education Project, and a part-time yoga and fitness coach.
3: Maybe we can start off by just
4: letting each other know how we met. Jonathan, do you want to go ahead? or?
1: Sure.
0: So Sue and I actually met right back when I first started teaching yoga full-time. I started to offer a few classes for free at the Toronto Music Garden down by Queen's Quay. And one of the people that showed up was this very feisty woman who I was surprised (laughs) kept coming back every week. (laughs) And from that, we started to hang out a bit more and we started taking a few Instagram photos from time to time. And so that was kind of an interesting, just a weird blending of virtual world and real world. And of course, at the beginning I was like, oh, you know, like she'll come to a few classes and then like I'll probably never see her again. But that was four years ago and we still hang out, I'd say a, a fair amount actually.
4: Yeah, it's so strange.
1: That's how we first connected, it was on Instagram.
0: Julian, how did you get
3: to meet
1: both of them? Well, I lived at Liberty Village. I went to a yoga studio, and they were my favorites. (laughs) When Clark moved to Canada, I went with him to the same studio, yoga studio, and I left the area, and Clark stayed. Yeah, I was very
3: reluctant at first, but it was my first time to really go to a yoga class. It was just intimidating seeing everyone down on the mat. But then, what I like about working with Jonathan, your your yoga was all about uh, making people laugh. But what I remember most about yoga with Sue was her 108 salutations. I was talking about the 108 sun salutations. Let's say every, you know, every five minutes or every set, Sue would read uh, a letter from some of the Nicaraguans that her NGO was supporting. And that combination of moving with your body and being focused inside and then listening to how our yoga was uh, somehow being a part of what was happening in Nicaragua with supporting young people and discover new things about themselves. You know, for me, that was a prayer. And I didn't know that 108 salutations were was really a yoga prayer. But for me, I felt like it was a prayer, and it was such a it was such a fantastic moment to actually bring together my body, moving my mind into something that I enjoy. it drew out my feelings, you know. And with uh, Jonathan, I remember when we were climbing, and he, he talked about breathing. And he said, he did something that we usually do in yoga, you know, you breathe breathe in for three seconds, breathe out for six seconds and get into a rhythm. And I was climbing and suddenly I was climbing so, like what I call a ballerina mm-hmm. on the rocks. There was rhythm, there was, a, there was grace. Mm-hmm. And for me, that, that that coming together of movement, of what I was feeling and what I was thinking, Those are the moments that I enjoy most about uh, yoga, climbing, and, and healing.
2: Feeling, thinking, healing. For me, climbing and yoga is all about getting into a new space for healing and learning. It's what makes living with cancer a liminal space.
4: Yeah, when I put together a sequence or, you know, think about what to do. It usually starts with my own practice. And then I think, oh, well, what would challenge me? What does my body need? And then I really hope that that connects with other people. But over time, I think I've learned a bit more to tune into the needs of the the people and to either bring it up or slow it down. It's more sometimes I just think, what's the craziest thing we could do? And then uh, just try it, see if it'll work. And, you know, if it doesn't, then uh, what's what's the worst that happens? You just don't do it. But then often we surprise ourselves.
2: Yeah. Being diagnosed with cancer was a big surprise. Living with cancer was even a bigger surprise as it offered a glimpse of the life-changing opportunities that lay ahead. But the biggest surprise of all, was having people like Jonathan, Sue, and Julianne with me, all in this collective space. And we are all learning from each other.
0: Sue, would you like to go first? Sure, <laughs> sure. So I'll go
4: first. You challenge me, and you allow me to work harder. <laughs> And also, uh-huh. you're really pleasant to be around. So, you know, when you first told me about your cancer and, you know, you climb, you're doing hot yoga, it's incredible. I just thought, okay, let's just keep doing those things and let's, let's have fun and keep pushing and seeing what the body is capable of. I think the body and the mind um, can do so much more than, than we allow it to. I think most people live within limitations that they set for themselves, whether that's mental or whether that's physical. So if you go back to the 108 and you were talking sun salutations and you were talking about, you know, most of the class didn't do it. If you look at at just the human bodies in the room, they're all physically capable of doing it. And I'm not saying don't take rest. Rest is important and you should listen to your body. But I think there's also something in certain people where – that push that drive when you challenge your body and you rise to meet that challenge there is some sort of release that happens and i know i find that physically um that's always been important to me i think together through our sessions together i think we challenge each other to reach that place where we're able to do more than we we think we can
2: the liminal space is an opportunity to stop talking about what I was losing because of cancer, and begin speaking about what I was gaining.
3: You know what's really interesting about it? It also becomes a source of creativity. Mm-hmm. It's those conversations in between climbing that I also learn a lot. In fact, the, uh, the whole idea of the podcast, and I wasn't really quite sure about how it would shape like, but then, in between our climbing and, and yoga, I'd ask you questions and, you know, and slowly the idea of uh, the podcast began mm-hmm. to become sharper and more crystal clear and, you know, it became less of a you know, commercial venture as something more like, how can I reach out to other people who might have similar stories? So, so for me, for me, what is important about uh, uh, our relationship is the is both the yoga and uh, workouts and the wonderful conversations we have in between. And, and I learn a lot about it. I mean, I, I talk about you know mul- multiple intelligences. You know, where you know there's a intelligence account that we learn from school, cognitive, or from management, emotional, or music or kinesthetic intelligence. It's all about the, the body. And I think we're, we're exploring those three or four intelligences together as we climb, practice, and speak. And it's really, really wonderful. And it's really, really insightful. So, and that's why I say this whole experience is healing for me because I think what is going, going through me is not just something that's happening to my body. It's also going through my head and heart. So going through all of this is just such an important part of, mm-hmm. of my own, uh, you know, of dealing with my own ghosts or dealing with my own, as Julian puts it in another podcast, my own demons. And it's important to have this exercise to do this yoga and to, to talk with you.
0: So when I first met you, I, I remember, you know, we were at Pure and I think right away you kind of do like I like to climb and I was like oh yeah okay cool like I've I've done a little I've done a little bit of climbing but you know I'm I'm still very much very much new and you're like if you ever want to climb like let me know I'd like to go climbing you know and so I I think like my first interactions with you like I had no idea that you you had cancer and that's you know like my interaction was man this guy's like He's he's a real dirtbag who wants to climb all the time. That's that's a, a, a term of affection yeah, in the climbing world, if I can just say. <laughs>
3: um, I, I, love, I love that dirtbag. Uh, so, I love that. Yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah. And, and so I, you know, I kind of just thought that's that was your jam. And I remember eventually you started talking with me a little bit more and, and mentioned, like, hey, like, yeah, like I have cancer. And it didn't really change our interaction. All I asked was, oh, do you feel okay to keep practicing hot yoga? And you're like, yeah, like, I love it. Okay, <laughs> it's cool. And I think that when you you sometimes talk about now defying stereotypes, it's not that I had the stereotype in my mind that that people with cancer are weak, because I know people that have gone through cancer, and, and they are definitely not weak. But I I think I did have the stereotype of someone that's undergoing treatment or someone that's you know, is, is going through cancer. Maybe they should avoid certain activities. I had that probably that stereotype in in my mind. Um, and so it, when Sue says that you're inspiring, yeah, like I I think you've really inspired me to look at people that are going through health challenges. Um, that I shouldn't be afraid to to push them in class or to to you know when we're climbing like be like no. You can't take a break. Keep going. <laughs> it's really interesting to get to know you better and, and to to kind of hear the the life that you've had.
3: But you know, but what I really like also about, our is the ideas that both of you share. Hmm. Like I remember when we went out climbing once, Jonathan. We went outdoors climbing for the first time. We were talking about a lot of things. You know, we we went into our views of uh, spirituality. Hmm. You know, we went into our ideas of. Um, how we don't judge others and um, you know how we're in yoga is not so much performing to others but it's also about a deeper connection with yourself with what your body can do what your body cannot do what you don't know about what you can do yeah. and all those things that you know that you want to talk about with others yeah so somehow I found that um, my experience with both of you is not just an experience of workouts mm. and exercise. Mm. It's an experience of, you know, validating my own ideas about, you know, really, really fundamental things. You know, ideas about living, ideas about caring for others, ideas about sentient beings like the dogs and animals that we love. You know? Yeah, no,
0: for sure. I, I think like some of my favorites times I've spent with you uh climbing we weren't even climbing you know like we were like setting stuff up Mm. or like packing stuff away and like talking about you know what's going on in our lives yeah I I think talking about big things I don't want to say it's a lost art because people people do talk about big things but but it's rare I do think that it's it's a rare thing to have a friend that you talk about big things with, you know, as opposed to just talking about the weather or just talking about like what your plans are for the weekend, but actually, yeah, the small, yeah, talk, the small yeah. talk, and you know what, there's there's a place mm-hmm. for that too. Like I, I still like, you know, like mm. just
2: yeah,
0: talking about nothing sometimes when you're you're having a day, and you just want to have have a drink and and chat, but sometimes it's really nice to to really dive in, you know, and and really feel like you're talking about challenging things to talk about?
3: Uh, one of the things that I remember is when uh, we talk about uncomfortable topics. There was a, a beautiful music uh, on your radio, and I, I, at that time, I remember we were cli- we were returning from climbing. And it was a song, "Emojen." I suddenly blurted out, that's the song that I want to be sung in my eulogy. And, you know, I, I, at first I was very uncomfortable. Saying that, even talking about the fact that I have a list of uh, songs that I want to hear, or I can't hear it, is is um, yeah. no. I understand. such a empowering thing to do, such a liberating thing to do.
0: Not many people want to talk about those things. Four years ago, my sister passed away from cancer, and so that's one of my first really personal connections to to really being exposed to what what cancer does to to families and even with my family, like it's it's not like we talked that much about that type of thing, you know, and, and because it, it's it's a really tough topic. So like I, I felt really appreciative to you that you felt comfortable enough with me to to bring that up and to, to talk about like real things. You know, that's it's it's one of those things where um I think you do have that moment of like, is this an overshare? Right, right of like of 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 like should I talk about this? and honestly, like I think more and more I realize and it's because of yoga as well that I, I feel this way more and more I realize like these are the conversations mm-hmm. that we mm-hmm. need to have and these conversations are are what guide us out of like dark places, you know and, and like if we don't have these conversations, we end up in really, really difficult places and you know, I think I see it physically in people as well, like the reason why when people first come to yoga, I really see it is like, it's not just a physical thing, like they're manifesting real mental struggle, emotional struggle in their bodies. And I'll see that like, as they start to move and open up a little bit more, you'll see that in their mental state, in their emotional state as well, which I think that's one of the things that really drew me to the yogic path in the first place.
2: Taking people out of dark places is not just a physical thing. It is often mental and emotional, and oftentimes today, moral. And perhaps it is not about yoga. It is whatever gives us the space to contemplate, and to bring our bodies, minds, and hearts together. But there is one thing that is clear about this episode. Jonathan, Julianne, and Sue have become one of my many guides through this liminal space. What makes this process interesting and exciting is searching and finding one's own guide or
0: guides, which might be a friend, a colleague,
2: or a teacher.
0: If you're coming back, keep the stillness in your body, bring the awareness back. We feel our conscious awareness flood the body. Really noticing those big differences, subtle differences that the practice has made apparent. Start to lengthen each inhale, each exhale, bringing prana back to the body here. Not just air, but energy. As you lengthen your breath here, you may feel an energizing sensation, grounding sensation spread through the length of your spine, your arms, your legs. Follow that sensation, begin to move your fingers, move your toes. Turn your head side to side. You can inhale, find a stretch here, reaching the arms back behind you, legs out in front of you, stretch tall. And exhale to soften into the mats. One more time, inhale to stretch it out. And carefully bend your knees, bring the soles of the feet to the floor. This time rolling to left side body. Push into the right palm and come all the way up into a seated position. Sit cross-legged or kneeling. Rest the palms face up or face down and close the eyes. Notice what it might have shifted and changed for you over the course of our practice today. Place the left hand over the heart, right hand over the belly. Inhale to fill all the way up. Take up some space, hold the breath in at the top. Take an extra sip of air. Open your mouth, sigh it out. Place your palms in prayer at heart center, thumbs rest into the sternum, revisit your intention. I invite you to carry that with you off your mat, to share with everyone that you love. Thanks for practicing today. Namaste.
2: Thank you for listening to the episode 3 Shavasana Moments, the first segment of a two-part series on yoga, climbing, and living with cancer. We will continue this conversation on Liminal Spaces in Episode 4.
1: We hope you are enjoying Celebrating Adversity, a podcast for people living with cancer. Help us reach out, share the podcast, support our GoFundMe campaign, and tune in for the next episode. We also recommend that you listen to our episode playlist. Try the Yin Yoga and Sound Healing session on the Fair Yoga's YouTube channel and read about the dreams of Nicaraguan scholars on the Key Education Project website. You can find the links in the episode description.